Shalom and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a podcast from Israel where we read you the entire Bible in one year based on the weekly Torah portions. My name is Johanna and I will be your reader today. So today is the 23rd of March, but I'm reading for the 22nd of March today, this episode. Um, we had a complete miscommunication and my mom, Harriet, who also reads on this podcast, thought that I had gotten the reading for yesterday done and I thought she was doing it. So she did the 23rd and I did the 20. We both did the 23rd and nobody did the 22nd. So here comes the 22nd of March readings, and my apologies, I'm so sorry, and I hope that you'll be able to catch up on this in good time as you are able. So the readings for the 22nd, Tuesday, will be, let's see here, um, from the parasha called Shmini, which is our parasha this week, and that means 8th. And our Torah reading will be Leviticus 9.24 through 10 and verse 11. Before we get into our readings, let's take a moment to bless God and thank Him for His Word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to His people Israel and to all peoples through His Son, Yeshua the Messiah, our Master. Fire came out from before the Lord and consumed the burnt offering and the fat upon the altar. When all the people saw it, they shouted and fell on their faces. Now Nadav and Avihu, the sons of Aaron, each took his censer and put fire in it and laid incense on it and offered strange fire before the Lord, which he had not commanded them. And fire came out from before the Lord and devoured them. And they died before the Lord. Then Moshe said to Aaron, This is what the Lord spoke of, saying, I will show myself holy to those who come near me, and before all the people I will be glorified. So Aaron therefore held his peace. Moshe called Mishael and Elzaphan, the sons of Uziel, the uncle of Aaron, and said to them, Draw near. Carry your brothers from before the sanctuary out of the camp. So they came near and carried them in their tunics out of the camp, as Moshe had said. Moshe said to Aaron and to Elazar and to Itamar his sons, Do not let the hair of your heads go loose, and do not tear your clothes so that you do not die, and so that he will not be angry with all the congregation. But let your brothers, the whole house of Israel, Bewail the burning which the Lord has kindled. You shall not go out from the door of the tent of meeting, lest you die. For the anointing oil of the Lord is on you. They did according to the word of Moshe. Then the Lord said to Aaron, You and your sons are not to drink wine or strong drink whenever you go into the tent of meeting, or you will die. This shall be a statute forever throughout your generations. You are to make a distinction between the holy and the common and between the unclean and the clean. 
You are to teach the sons of Israel all the statutes which the Lord has spoken to them by Moshe. That was Leviticus 9.24 through 10.11. Today's portion from the prophets is Isaiah chapters 15 and 16. Or rather, I'm sorry, yesterday's portions. The Burden of Moab For in a night, Ar of Moab is laid waste and brought to nothing. For in a night, Kir of Moab is laid waste and brought to nothing. They have gone up to Bait and to Divon, to the high places to weep. Moab wails over Nevo and over Mediba. Baldness is on all of their heads, and every beard is cut off. In their streets, they clothe themselves in sackcloth. In their streets and on their housetops, everyone wails, weeping abundantly. Cheshbon cries out with Ele Ale, their voice is heard even to Yahatz. Therefore the armed men of Moab cry aloud, their souls tremble within them. My heart cries out for Moab, her Nazarites flee to Tzoal, to Eglat Shlishia. For by the ascent of Luchit they go up weeping. For on the way to Choronaim they raise up a cry of destruction. For the waters of Nimrim will be desolate. For the grass has withered away. The tender grass fails. There is no green thing. Therefore they will carry away the abundance they have gained and what they have stored up over the brook of the willows. For the cry has gone around the borders of Moab, its wailing to Eglaim and its wailing to Be'er Elim. For the waters of Dimon are full of blood, for I will bring yet more on Dimon, a lion on those of Moab who escape and on the remnant of the land. Send the lambs for the ruler of the land, from Selah to the wilderness, to the mountain of the daughter of Zion. For it will be that as wandering birds, as a scattered nest, so will the daughters of Moab be at the fords of the Arnon. Give counsel, execute justice, make your shade like the night in the middle of the noonday. Hide the outcasts, do not betray the fugitive. Let my outcasts dwell with you. As for Moab, be a hiding place for him from the face of the destroyer. For the extortionist is brought to nothing. Destruction ceases, and the oppressors are consumed out of the land. A throne will be established in mercy, and one will sit on it in truth in the tent of David, judging, seeking justice, and swift to do righteousness. We have heard of the pride of Moab, that he is very proud, even of his arrogance, his pride and his wrath. His boastings are nothing. Therefore Moab will wail for Moab. Everyone will wail. You will mourn for the raisin cakes of Kir Hareset, utterly stricken. For the fields of Hishbon languish with the vine of Sibma. The lords of the nation have broken down its choice branches, which reached even to Yatzel, which wandered into the wilderness. Its shoots were spread abroad. They passed over the sea. Therefore, 
I will weep with the weeping of Yatzel for the vine of Sibma. I will water you with my tears, Cheshbon and Ele Ale. For on your summer fruits and on your harvest the battle shout has fallen. Gladness is taken away, and joy out of the fruitful field. And in the vineyards there will be no singing, neither joyful noise. Nobody will tread out wine in the presses. I have made the shouting stop. Therefore my heart sounds like a harp for Moab, and my inward parts for Kircheres. It will happen that when Moab presents himself, when he wearies himself on the high place and comes to his sanctuary to pray, that he will not prevail. This is the word that the Lord spoke concerning Moab in time past. But now the Lord has spoken, saying, Within three years, as a worker bound by contract would count them, the glory of Moab shall be brought into contempt with all his great multitude, and the remnant will be very small and feeble. That was Isaiah chapters 15 and 16. Today's portion from the writings is Proverbs 2. My son, if you receive my words and store up my mitzvot within you, so as to turn your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. Yes, if you call out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. Out of his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He lays up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity, that he may guard the paths of justice and preserve the way of his loyal ones. Then you will understand righteousness and justice, equity and every good path. For wisdom will enter into your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will watch over you Understanding will keep you, to deliver you from the way of evil, from the men who speak perverse things, who forsake the paths of uprightness, to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice to do evil and delight in the perverseness of evil, who are crooked in their ways and wayward in their paths, to deliver you from the strange woman, even from the foreigner who flatters with her words who forsakes the friend of her youth and forsakes the covenant of her God. For her house leads down to death, her paths to the departed spirits. None who go to her return again, neither do they attain to the paths of life. So you may walk in the way of good men and keep the paths of the righteous. For the upright will dwell in the land and the whole-hearted will remain in it. But the wicked will be cut off from the land, and the treacherous will be rooted out of it. That was Proverbs chapter 2. Our final portion for yesterday, for the 22nd of March, is the Apostles portion, Acts 19.
And it came about, while Apollos was at Corinth, that Paul, having passed through the upper country, came to Ephesus and found certain disciples. He said to them, Did you receive the Ruach HaKodesh when you believed? They said to him, No, we have not even heard that there is a Ruach HaKodesh. And he said to them, Into what then were you immersed? So they said, Into Yohanan's immersion. But Paul said, Yohanan indeed immersed with the immersion of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe in the one who would come after him, that is, in Yeshua. When they heard this, they were immersed in the name of the Lord Yeshua. When Paul had laid his hands on them, the Ruach HaKodesh came on them, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. There were about twelve men in all. And he entered into the synagogue and spoke boldly for a period of three months, reasoning and persuading about the things concerning the kingdom of God. But when some were hardened and disobedient, speaking evil of the way before the multitude, he departed from them and separated the disciples, reasoning daily in the school of Tyrannus. And this continued for two years, so that all those who lived in Asia heard the word of the Lord Yeshua, both Jews and Greeks. And God worked special miracles by the hands of Paul, so that even handkerchiefs or aprons were carried away from his body to the sick, and the diseases departed from them, and the evil spirits went out. But some of the itinerant Jews, exorcists, took on themselves to invoke over those who had the evil spirits the name of the Lord Yeshua, saying, We adjure you by Yeshua whom Paul preaches. Now there were seven sons of one Sceva, a Jewish chief Kohen who did this. But the evil spirit answered and said, Yeshua I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? Then the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, overpowered them, and prevailed against them, so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. This became known to all, both Jews and Greeks, who lived at Ephesus. Fear fell on them all, and the name of the Lord Yeshua was magnified. Many also of those who had believed came, confessing and declaring their deeds, and many of those who practiced practiced magical arts, brought their books together and burned them in the sight of all. They counted their price and found it to be 50,000 pieces of silver. So the word of the Lord was growing and becoming mighty. Now after these things had ended, Paul determined in the Ruach, when he had passed through Macedonia and Achaia, to go to Jerusalem, saying, After I have been there, I must also see Rome. Having sent into Macedonia two of those who served him, Timothy and Erastus, he himself stayed in Asia for a while. And about that time there arose no small disturbance concerning the way. For a certain man named Demetrius, a silversmith who made silver shrines of Artemis, brought no little business to the craftsmen whom he gathered together, with the workmen of like occupation, and said, Sirs, you know that by this business we have our wealth. 
and you see and hear that not at Ephesus alone, but almost all throughout Asia, this Paul has persuaded and turned away many people, saying that they are no gods that are made with hands. And not only is there danger that this our trade come into disrepute, but also that the temple of the great goddess Artemis will be counted as nothing and her majesty destroyed, whom all Asia and the world worships. Now when they heard this, they were filled with anger and cried out, saying, Great is Artemis of the Ephesians. And the whole city was filled with confusion, and they rushed with one accord into the theater, having seized Gaius and Aristarchus, men of Macedonia, Paul's companions in travel. Now when Paul wanted to enter in to the people, the disciples did not allow him, and also certain of the Asiarchs, being his friends, sent to him and begged him not to venture into the theater. Some therefore cried one thing and some another, for the assembly was in confusion, and most of them did not know why they had come together. And they brought Alexander out of the multitude, the Jews putting him forward. And Alexander beckoned with his hand and would have made a defense to the people. But when they perceived that he was a Jew, all with one voice for a time of about two hours cried out, Great is Artemis of the Ephesians. And when the town clerk had quieted the multitude, he said, You men of Ephesus, what man is there who does not know that the city of the Ephesians is temple keeper of the great goddess Artemis, and of the image which, which fell down from Zeus? Seeing then that these things cannot be denied, you ought to be quiet and do nothing rash. For you have brought these men here who are neither robbers of temples nor blasphemers of your goddess. Therefore, if Demetrius and his fellow craftsmen have a matter against anyone, the courts are open, and there are proconsuls. Let them press charges against one another. But if you seek anything about other matters, it will be settled in the regular assembly. For indeed, we are in danger of being accused concerning today's riot, there being no cause. Concerning it, we would not be able to give an account of this commotion. And when he had said these things, he dismissed the assembly. That was Acts 19, and it concludes our readings for today. Um, if you are reading through the Apostles twice... The Apostles' extra reading for March 22nd is Revelation 19. Well, that is it for this episode. And so my little two-year-old and I wish you a blessed day. I'm Johanna with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. Shalom. Until next time. <laughs>